Anthony has a new book coming out, Unstuck, a life manual on how to be more creative, overcome your obstacles, and get shit done. Check out anthonymindel.com slash unstuck to sign up for updates, promotions, and enter to win a free signed book. Hi, everyone. I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast about acting, art, and life, and that tricky little thing we're all after but rarely find ourselves in, the moment. In this series, I talk to all kinds of creatives and friends about the joys and the ah, heartache and challenges of acting, writing, producing, and getting out of our own ways to be the creative channels we all are. For more information, go to anthonymile.com, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, I hope you enjoy. On today's episode, Tony chats with comedian, actress, and social media personality, Manon Matthews. They talk about embracing the present instead of resisting it and going with the flow, coupled with remembering to be authentic and the importance of doing your own thing. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of In The Moment Podcast, where everything takes place in the moment, which is now, which is here. I'm your host, Anthony, as you can tell. And today's guest, she's wearing blue. You can't see because we're doing it over Zoom. But I love blue is the warmest color, and it's my favorite color. And she's a really funny, talented hybrid, which we'll get into. Manon Matthews. This is where we push the applause. Yeah, I'm dancing around, but they can't see it. Can they feel it though? If I'm moving my arms around, dance. It's like Ellen, the Ellen Show. I don't know if we should have yeah. a reference. Yeah, yes. audio. Yes. So I like to pronounce your name the French way, Manon. Je m'appelle Manon. But oh, that, wow. hey, that's all I know though. <laughs> I had so, to learn when I went to France because I cannot pronounce my name Manon in Paris. You know, it's not doesn't work. Oh no, you would be you'd be extradited from the com- country. They tried, they tried. But. So wait, how did you come, how did your parents come up with such a French name? They saw the movie Menon of the Spring, the sequel to Jean de Florette. They loved the name and they were like, wow. okay, let's, let's give this to her. You've got cool parents. I have really cool parents. Their names are Terry and Temple and they're really funny and they're really loving and I had a great time with them growing up. They're still- Terry- Terry to me is like could be Pat because it could go could go male or female but Terry obviously is the dad oh whoa so you think Temple would be the woman yes because there is the the woman who what is the uh autistic woman who came up with a more humane way to um take cat I know this is so depressing for animal activists Temple Temple um they did a movie what's her last name I'll have to look it up um I'm gonna look it up right now uh yes because Temple is to me such a, a woman's name Temple Temple Grandine wow I've never heard that before she was a, a, a she was a prominent author and speaker on both autism and animal behavior and I think she found a more humane way to lead cattle, you know, obviously when people were raising cattle to slaughter, a more humane way for them to go to their their deaths. I don't know how else to say it. Um, is this what we're gonna be talking about the whole time? Here she is, ladies and gentlemen. So wait, okay, so Temple is your dad, wow. They're reversed, I, I never knew they were reversed. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's- you heard it here first, folks. Yep. So, man, and you're one of my favorite people. You, I haven't seen you in forever, so it's just great to see you again. And we connected on the socials, and I just think you're so fucking funny. And I want to just talk a little bit about your journey and how you're just creating some really great stuff on the socials. And also, what I love about, I think when I first reached out, because I think what's, I'm wondering if your audience gets it, because you make fun of social media hard, but I'm wondering if people don't get it. I think a lot of them do. I think okay. if they follow me, then they get it. That's my assumption. I just assume if a person has decided to follow me, then it means that we get each other. They get me or they get my humor. Or they they really have caught on. That being said, I've done a lot of different types of content. I haven't just done, 
humor. I've put out like some spiritual stuff I've put, it's not always one note. And so sometimes I think people will follow me and then I'll put out a video and then they'll be like, wait, what, what is this? This is not what I signed up for. I thought she did impressions or whatever, but yeah, yeah, I have to make fun of social media because it's what I know. You know, we make fun of what we know. I think I, when I reached out, I was like, if I, I think you were making fun of something that I was like, if I see one more thing and I'm not even on TikTok or anything, but I just see it on Instagram. Like what's the latest dun, 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 like the swipe ups <laughs> yeah. or, oh God, people changing their clothes, right? Like their shoes. I can't take it. Well, I you're going to have to, cause it's not going to stop. It's just going to keep going. They're not stopping. How do you do it? Like, I mean, I love that you're making fun of it, but to make fun of it, you have to like. Learn it. (laughs) (laughs) I I have to watch it and learn it and know it to be able to mock it. Um, How do you do it without having contempt for it? Because sometimes I, I don't know, for me, it sometimes triggers me going into a spiral about all kinds of things, right? Like 15 minutes of fame and how people are, what is this in terms of talent? And then another part of me is like, well, good for them. I guess they're showing their talent that they are taking an audio sample of a movie or something and then lip speaking it. And then that, I guess that's a form of talent or changing your clothes when you snap your fingers or. <laughs> so I totally get all that. I, that's, I wasn't going to join TikTok ever because I saw it. I had a lot of resistance and resentment at how people were growing at just by lip syncing or whatever it was. And I judged it pretty hard because I was like, no, I'm a true artist and I do comedy and I, you know, and it has to be in this way and it has to look like this. And then the pandemic hit, you know, and, and I think it was like March, 2020, maybe April. And I was like, well, I'm home alone or I'm not, I, I have nothing else to do. Let me just, and it got, it goes back to being in the present moment. Let me, instead of resist it, embrace it and see and just start creating and just start watching some TikToks and see and like see where the flow wants to go you know I'm not going to remake every single one but whatever kind of sparks an interest let me follow it and see what I can create and that I actually started having so much fun with it I actually once I embraced it like right once we say yes to the present moment there's so many gifts there and so even though I make fun of it a lot I, I also secretly really enjoy it too You know what I mean? Especially when you can make things, you know, because I never want to copy anybody, but, but at the end of the day, that's all we're ever doing unconsciously is just parroting, like parroting what we just saw in in our own lens. And sometimes that's interesting or more interesting or less interesting and people want to watch it or they don't want to watch it. It's all about creation, right? Yeah. Well, it's also, I guess you're right, because there is no new story being told, right? Like we each have our own individual journeys, but like all stories are being replicated, you know, change the location or the circumstances, but it's all, it's all the same at some level. So, um, you know, okay. Interesting. Well, how did you, and like, so, but you're an act, so like, tell me, tell the audience, like, I just think you're an interesting guest because I think you're straddling this interesting world of you have a lot of success and popularity and a lot of followers through your social media platform. And how is that? What's been your journey in terms of like that artistic expression and also still working on the, you know, I don't want to say that that's not legitimate, but like the more, what's another word for the legitimate theatrical aspect, right? Yeah. I feel like, you know, well, one, obviously I'm super grateful that I get to create without, you know, waiting for a class or getting hired somewhere, you know, that I can be alone and still find the time to act or create or express with myself and then share it to anybody. The fact that anybody watches what I do is like, we, we, whether we have 20 followers or a million, it's like really cool that we get to share it first and foremost. Um, I think that, that it can kind of, uh, it's had a little bit of a detriment as well, Mm. where there's this, you know, if it doesn't hit a certain number, I get disappointed. Or if nobody's watching, then am I really doing it? It's a weird, it's a weird thing that has happened over the last eight years since I've been Uh doing social media. Um, Because there is something about being witness that feels really good. You know, we all, 
I think deeply want to be felt and seen. And that's what performance is a lot of the time. It's, it's, it makes it more powerful rather than just doing it alone. Um, so there's been, it's been an interesting journey because I, I didn't ever think getting a following was a, in the realm of possibility at all. That's not why I started. Um, I was doing, you know, improv at all the schools and then I started doing stand up, and then Vine came out, that Vine app. And I got on there just for fun. You know, I wasn't wearing any makeup. I wasn't trying to look good. I was just doing faces and characters and whatever for, for nobody. Like I, I had followers, but like four, and then it got up to 20. And then I was like, oh, this is so funny. And I kept doing it every day because it was fun. It reminded me of when I was a kid, when I would film, I would always be filming and editing and stuff as a kid. And so then it took off in 2013. It, I did an impression of Kristen Stewart and it took off. And then all of a sudden I had a social media following and I was like, wait, this is different. This is, this wasn't what I expected. Right. We can't really, we just have to follow our bliss and then, and then things work out throughout the way I've seen, you know, some acting opportunities come where I've, that's what I originally started and wanted to do. Obviously I was in um, one of your classes and I'm still trying to navigate that. I'm still like, okay, when am I going to be, how can I combine the two? How do I, do I need to create my own show? Own show? Do I need to keep auditioning? Cause I still feel like I haven't hit what I thought I was going to be doing yet. I, yes, I make many people laugh and that's so amazing. And I just, I want to connect in that way, but I still feel like there's so much more that I'm like, but when is this going to, you know, be of course the shoulds right as well like right like the idea of what we think it's supposed to be and then what it actually is and but man and listen you were so super talented because yes i mean i remember i don't remember if you came to us from somebody at ground did you ever do groundlings or ucb or was it like yeah and then but you do stand up you do improv you were taking classes like and now you know obviously your social media stuff but how has that I mean, I have so many thoughts about all of it. Like at one level, I think what you said about finding an audience is so true because that's as a performer, you know, was it toe or I don't remember who said, all you need in order to create art is two people, one person creating it and the other person witnessing it, watching it, right? And so, but it's so interesting that we now, you know, assess a, a value judgment based on the metrics. Like is one person being impacted by your work as powerful of course it is than 10 million right like I also I have a new book that is coming out next year that also explores all this right like is it better to have one person that is uh you know has really been affected and moved and changed or transformed you could save a life you never know by a piece of work or is it better to have 10 million anonymous people who aren't maybe even watching your stuff like you sometimes I think like oh it's so interesting this world we're living in because you can get likes if I post stuff about you know a lesson or something I'm sure people just heart it because it's the things that we do right it's like habituated but they're not really sitting in the experience of something right of course not, because their our attention social media, our attention span is so short now. We when we go into a movie theater, we already have set up our neurology that it's going to be about an hour and a half, two hours. So it's like we've created the space to just be in focus with this film or a TV show. But online, it's almost like I I'm, I go in going oh, I don't have time for this. <laughs> so I'm constantly just scrolling and really not even intaking and being so. Yeah by people's content and so on one level I feel like I'm missing out because it's like well there's just too much like I, I do want to do it all but it feels like it's too much and so it's it's kind of yeah conflictual in that way where it's it's I'd rather I say this all the time with my friends and my creative friends is like I would rather have a hundred thousand true oh, true yeah. true real deep followers than you know whatever I have now, which is a lot more than that. But I feel like I don't even think they're all seeing my stuff at all. It's like, right. I just want what's real. I'd rather have a group of, ten, yeah, 10 people w watching that actually care than a, an arena of people on their phones, not even, didn't even come to see me play or whatever, obviously. Well, I mean, that also begs the question of like all these platforms, the desire is to connect to something real and true. And we think that we're, you know, all these, uh, you know, tech people that have come up with the technology to do it, the still the missing component is real connection, right? Like, how many times can we interface with something that is 
viral and then you realize like oh there's something still missing how much stuff can we consume or watch or you know become desensitized to and then we realize like oh i'm not satiated i think that's the that's the consumptive world we're living in which I, you know for me as you know like i'm always interested in that as like a social um experiment because that's kind of why we're in i think really dire straits in a way like in terms of our environment you know the social justice movement climate change obviously it, it's it's so fascinating how we're like an insatiable uh cohort i i watched this documentary uh it's a short about it's called this this mortal plastic and it was so it was so well done and just kind of kept coming back to this question of like how life has become made convenient for me, for you, for all of us, at what cost, right? And it's so mortifying because we're all complicit in it. I'm, you know, even though I try to be mindful of plastic and, or whatever, and yet realizing I'm also caught up in this really weird uh, relationship with Amazon or, or whatever that's contributing to the problem, right? So I don't know. I'm really, that's how my mind works. I'm always fascinated by, but I think, I guess my point is, is what, what causes that at the root level is the consuming of all these things is going to make us feel X and it doesn't ever make us feel X. So we keep consuming more and more and more and corporations want us to keep, it's capitalism, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it even, even it, maybe it does make us feel X, but we don't sit in the X. We keep going to find the X. And so we're not resting. Like, you know, when you're really inspired by a song or a movie or whatever it is, and then you kind of rest in that feeling and you let it inspire you. It's like, we're getting the X and then looking for the next one. It's like, you missed it. You just missed the gift because you were so thinking about the next thing. And a lot of people, uh, myself included, many times we set up our neurology to chase a feeling rather than ac actually experience it. And then we never act. And then we get to the end of our lives and we go, dang, I missed it. Cause I was so, I wasn't present. I wasn't in the moment. I, I missed the thing, you know, like someone's, yeah. I heard a, a quote was like, this is the time of our lives is right now, you know, which makes me go, Oh, okay, cool. Let me really be in it. <laughs> No, I know. I mean, it's so true. I think culture is so, so sociopathic, right? Because it is, it's constantly making us chase this illusory thing. Like our life will be better when, um, speaking of though, but I think this is also the challenge, right? Because we have a very forward projecting mind, like, you know, when my dreams come true, when I get the agent, you know, especially the actor's dilemma a little bit. Right. So what, I, I, what's the woman's name who broke through like she was so well known she did the Trump impersonations and then she ended up getting a show on Netflix you remember I can't think of her name right now yeah I don't know her name but yeah. I know who you're talking about yeah but so like how so how is this working in terms of you creating really funny original content and is it open some doors for you in more of the traditional space and how's that what is that like for you yeah I mean, you know, I've done some a few little shows here and there because, you know, I got my foot in the door. Um, I was able to, you know, make a film with my dad where I was the lead. It was called Holiday Breakup. And that was a really rewarding experience. And I think had I not got big on Vine, I wouldn't have had the connections and the relationships that I have had. Um, it's interesting. You know, I just went through a process, which I think you'll appreciate where I, I decided to quit acting because <laughs> I, I, you know, I'd had my agents and managers for a while and, you know, I was getting some pretty good auditions probably because I have a following and they figure, you know, she's funny online. Let's bring her in, you know, who knows? Um, so like in that way, I got an opportunity and I was like, I don't want to, I got the script and I was like, I'm tired. I'm not even getting callbacks. Like, I feel like when the universe is right or you're in your truth or what you should be doing, things work out. And it just has, as far as the traditional space for me, it just has not been working out at all. And I'm like, you know what? I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. I need to like reroute because I've just been at this acting thing for what feels like forever in the traditional space. And I, 
I, I don't want to, I feel defeated before I'm even starting. And I don't like that feeling. And maybe I just need some space. And then I remember having a talk with a coach and we went over some things. And then I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to just do this audition because it's the lead role. And this character is literally me. So this would be weird if I didn't do it. And I literally read it off of the page, like did three scenes, turned it in. And the next day said, you have a director session, which I was like, oh, interesting. How weird. And then the next day they're like, they want you to test. And it was literally between me and this girl for the lead of a free form show. And I'm signing contracts. I'm going, what, what happened from what not even getting a call back to literally it's between me and this girl for the lead. And I just like recently found out I didn't get it, even though I felt in my soul, like, this is mine. This is, I'm literally, it's may as well say Manon. Um, and I was so devastated because I, yeah. but I, because I realigned with like, oh, I actually really want this, which felt also good to want something. Um, so now I'm trying to go back to the draw. I'm like, wait, was that the universe being like, no, don't quit. Look, because I've never tested for that, for a lead like that, for the lead. You know what I mean? And I'm trying, try not to, you know, figure it out and get ahead of it and just go, well, that was a really learning, deep learning experience. It was scary, but now I know what testing feels like and that feels good. And, and at the same time, you know, it's been you know, a couple of weeks and I'm like, haven't gotten audition. I'm like, so what happens now? What is the space that I'm supposed to be in now? Do I keep trying to push to get auditions? Do I just keep creating content? Do I get back in the space of, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to turn this in because when you detach and let go of something, that's when it comes towards you. What are your, yes. like, what are you, what, all yeah. Of it, Tell me more. All, <laughs> no, but all of it, right? Like, I think here's the thing. I think like, I think I'm reading, um, 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 oh my God, what's my mind is like all over the place. Um, 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 oh, it's William Goldman's book. He wrote this book. He wrote uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He wrote- um, That's, on uh, That's play, That movie is playing downstairs. I was just watching it. Serious? Oh, oh my God, I haven't- William Goldman, um, Adventures in the Screen Trade, it's called, right? And he wrote this in the 80s. He also did, what was the big movie with Robin Wright Penn, the, the cult classic, um, Love, True Love, uh, a Princess Bride, right? And I think it's so fascinating because he wrote this, what, 35 years ago? And everything that he says in it is still so applicable, which is nobody knows anything <laughs> in Hollywood. And that is to me, my North Star. And I feel like you, Manon, know as much as anybody else. And we have to keep being resolute. I think the universe is, I think the universe is neutral at best. And, and I'm very spiritual, but I find, I have found like, for me, what keeps me going is like, whatever I believe is what I have to just keep focusing on and improving and working on. And, you know, that's my own developmental stuff. And then the universe is kind of like, really supporting that kind of that internal dialogue I have with myself right so that's one thing and also like it doesn't ever show up like we think it's going to show up and it, it speaks to you just have to keep going I think the person who breaks through is the person who stays in the business the longest that's it you just is the person who stays standing yeah. I don't think it's really about talent. Listen, I think the only thing the actor has control over is their talent and you're obviously talented. And so then it's like upping the possibility of talent being seen. But then also when it comes to, like if you tested for that, that you didn't get it not because you weren't talented. You didn't get it not because you did something wrong. You didn't get it for any other random thing than that girl, I don't know, she didn't remind the producer of, his ex-wife or something, you know what I mean? Something yeah. insane and inane, right? And, but the actor then is like, does what you do. And I get it. I've done those things. Like what, something's wrong with me. I'm, I, I'm not destined for this. The universe has it out for me. I don't think any of those things are true. I think it's, it's just trying to keep going where the flow is going. And sometimes when we detach, which is kind of maybe when you have that breakthrough is like, 
we don't stop the flow. Like we're like, okay, you know what? I actually, I think that's when people start to break through because they're like, I don't fucking need this for the reasons subliminally maybe or unconsciously I was creating energy around that I thought I needed it. I don't need it to prove mommy and daddy that I'm successful. I don't need it to be vindictive and show my ex-boyfriend that I've made it. I don't need it to make myself feel that I'm worthy or you know what I mean? And that's really hardcore stuff we have to just keep working on. Yeah. And and I think if you're, I think the thing is, is you just got to find a way to keep upping the variables, right? The, 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 so yes, you keep getting out there. Yes. You stay on your team. This is for everybody who's listening. Like you just have to stay on it. And I think sometimes we take our foot off the pedal and, and because we have had a breakthrough and we suspect that our, our reps are doing it, but I don't think reps, I think reps are just like anybody else. They're overwhelmed with the amount of projects and people they're trying to get seen for projects and you are one of many so you got to stay on it yeah and keep finding ways to do your own thing yeah just must we just must we have to that, enjoy our lives we can't make we can't revolve our lives around whether or not we get hired we have to enjoy our lives and then that energy brings what's right for us but also man and that's the soul of the actor listen and that's what i think I think we sometimes in our culture is so whacked out as well, because I think we only, we commodify success and we also only value the metrics in, in how we, we think success looks. So if you book a Netflix show tomorrow, great, good for you. Then all of a sudden you're successful, but that Netflix show is going to end and then you're going to be unemployed and then you're going to be hustling for another job again. And also maybe that Netflix show, I'm just using Netflix because you know, it's like content king, but but also maybe that show wasn't a great experience for you. Maybe it wasn't fulfilling. Maybe it was. So I think we have to keep remembering the real reason we're wanting to create is like what we're doing right now, what it feels in the moment. And then after it's done, it's kind of like, okay, it's done. I don't, I think our, our culture again is so much based on the future of something. And you know what I mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job. But that's so awesome that you tested. That means so much is working in the work and, you know... It's also, I think nowadays, man, and I've been in, I've been teaching for 25 years. Next year is my 25th anniversary. Jesus. It's incredible. It's incredible. Thanks so much. It's really, I'm, it's really humbling. Right. And I've seen the business change so much. And I think, yes, there are more opportunities for actors now because there's so many platforms. Right. But also there are just so many more actors because, so it's like both like the, the, What's the set like the the necessity is created whatever that is like more there's more actors because there's more jobs there's more jobs which then therefore creates more actors right but that also just I also think diminishes the returns in terms of a traditional way of getting work maybe 15 years ago is harder for people so I, I think what you're doing and this is what I'm always advocating for everybody is doesn't mean you have to have 750,000 followers like you have, which is amazing. Doesn't mean you have to be creating content. People get really freaked out about, um, you know, oh, I don't have that kind of social media profile because as we're learning from you, that doesn't necessarily equal, I'm going to be on a, you know, Netflix movie. Right. Yeah. Right. What were you, what were you going to say? I think it's good for people to hear. Uh, I think people assume that if you have a large following, then that just means that you're going to get on TV. And that is absolutely as a person that I know I have talent. I know that I look fine on camera and that I work really well with others. It's not the case. And I just know so many people that (laughs) are trying to do that. And it takes, it takes studios hire, not because of following. That will obviously always help, but that's not up to, that's not, if there was a rumor going around that like, you know, if you have a following, then you're going to be able to just kind of like, if it's between five people, they're going to pick the person with the following. That's not true. Right. They're going to pick the person that's best for the part. Yeah. 
That, I mean, that, I've had a lot of students who've broken through and they have like 10 followers and then they're on a huge show and they have a million followers, right? So yeah. like that just proves the point. I think like there is just like anything, somebody breaks through from that category or that, you know, from that space. And then all of a sudden we equate it with, oh my God, that's my way in. But I think the numbers of success for somebody trying to cross over from social media is the same as somebody being a waiter or somebody, it doesn't matter. It's all the same, right? It's still, we still have to keep moving forward. Yeah. Do social media if it brings you joy and it's something that you're curious about, but don't do it because you think you're, it's going to help you get on a show. Like just keep nurturing your, your art and your craft. And I think that like, I think one of the reasons why I wasn't really uh, getting callbacks is because I haven't been in the space of classes at all and I'm dying to get back into a class and just play and just like feel and just be present with the character and the scene and the other people like I think that actually has more to do with why for a while I wasn't um booking not not necessarily because uh whatever the following or whatever I think like you have to be an immersion and you have to be around it and it has to be like things that like things weren't coming natural to me as far as like reading a script and being able Uh, to do that it was like I need it to be in my blood but like if you want me to create a video I can do that all day because that's like my unconscious thing that I'm doing all the time and so it's muscle memory too it's like what are you spending your time focusing on that's what you'll get more of you know so true right like I think I also think like when we are actively doing it all the time, whether it's class or you're just doing readings or you're in a show or whatever, you, you can, I think the, the reason for doing it starts to change and you're, you start to immerse in, oh my God, this is super fun and it's cathartic and I'm, I'm actually accessing and using myself and working through stuff that I kind of have to work through, at least if it's, you know, to me, my philosophy of acting training is all about we are the art is making us meet ourselves and our stuff in the work. And so it's, it's become so gratifying, right? Like, and then you're like, oh, I don't really care about that job because I have something else that's just as sustainable. Again, I just think we have to get off the, the measurement is what creates the chaos, I think you know, and, but also, as you know, being on social media, that's all curated and all bullshit anyway, because we see what we think somebody who's super successful, like, and then you're like, uh, okay, they're the private jet that they're like doing a video in, they rented that private jet facade. I mean, it's insane. It's really insane. Yeah. And it's how not we, reality at all. It's not real. And it's that's just hard about it. And I think that's what's hard about when people look on social media is they're actually witnessing a lie or inauthenticity. Yeah. And that's why it hurts to look at. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at something real and honest, like I can watch animal videos all day or nature videos and it soothes my soul because it's real. Like you can't, animals don't lie. They don't know how to lie yeah. and be anything yeah. other than themselves. And so anytime we, we're witnessing something just being what it is, it's really nice and nourishing. But when we see something put on, you know, that's not intended to be funny, <laughs> it's, it feels so icky inside. It's like, oh, I don't want to look at this. This just looks so forced. I don't want, please don't force it. And I guess that is a lot why of like when people, you watch people perform and they're forcing it, it's like uncomfortable. It's like, we just want to witness your authentic self. And something that I've, as an actor, have dealt with a lot is fear of getting it wrong. Mm. Fear, you know, and, and I think that has been, you know, obviously you can't get improv wrong because it's improv, but like somebody's lines that they wrote, you know, or the message behind the scene. It's like, I just want to make sure that I'm honoring, you know, my dad's a screenwriter. So I've had it since a young age. You got to honor the writer. And, you know, so what do you, you know say you, that? Man, and you know how you honor the writer is by doing it your way because you're bringing something to the writer that they couldn't have envisioned or it's take, it's like 2.0. It's taking the magic of their words and bringing it to life. But that, that takes a real sense of trust, right? And also giving up that, that part of like, I'm always joking with actors, like I was teaching last week and somebody was like, you know, they're obsessed with doing it right. And I was like, as long as you're giving energy to doing it right, you're doing it what? Wrong. And so the real you is being held behind, you know, that it's more performative, right? Or it's 
it's less committed, it's not free, it's not wild, it's not your real interpretation. Once we get freed up to that, weirdly enough, the lines just, oh my God, they become glorified. So we actually are sort of emancipating ourselves in the lines and it is like 2.0, I can't explain it any other way. That's really right? helpful, even just hearing you say that, I'm like, oh, so actually they don't, like when you bring life to their words, I'm just like, well, is it in the way that they intended it? Because sometimes when I write scripts, I hear the way that they're saying it. And if it's not that way, you know. Of course, but man, and here's the thing. If it's not that way, but they're seeing something original and it's all about commitment to me. Like when, just like anything, commitment is the thing that, what did Thoreau say? It like ushers in new worlds. And like, I think there is a, a very strong energetic force behind, even if it's wrong, when somebody commits to something in the moment, you see, oh, a spark of something. And then for, for in terms of acting, then it's just about giving an adjustment. And then if the actor is like, oh, great, yes, okay, I can do it more, blah, 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 blah. And then you, you take on that note as well. Then they see that you're malleable and you're free and you're an interpreter and a creator. But most actors are stuck on doing it how they think the lines should sound which is like a two-dimensional, it's not real. Yeah. It's just, to me, every actor I work with, like an agent or manager sends them to me and I'm like, they have all, or I just taught this intensive and on-camera intensive last month. And it's the same everywhere. I just was at our London school, same thing, on-camera intensive. When the actor is delivering this idea, which is safe, it's like, Anybody, any actor can be a trained robot and say the lines the right way. Then how are you indistinguishable from somebody else? You're not. So that's why people don't get uh, callbacks. That's why people aren't breaking through because they're not scared, but they're scared to be like, actually, this is how I see this role. Yeah. And you know what? The thing is, is men and is, we forget that casting wants that. Casting does not want a replication of how to say the lines because that's what everybody's doing. And so they don't, they're not seeing, all talent is, is talent is this, I don't know, this permission. Your talent meets your permission to do it Manon's way. And that's going to be different than, than, than you know, Claire Danes or Kate Blanchett. And so that's what makes you stand out. But, but to do that is what's really hard because we're taught, we're in a risk averse culture as well. Like, right? Like, I think all these things that we're taught, the contamination of social media in some way also bleeds into not risking as much, being scared to like not do something. We're gonna, it's not perfect, right? This curation of a false self. We gotta break all those habits. You know, I was, I was talking to an actress the other day. She's really well known. She's just broken through. And she was saying how she's really scared to, to make mistakes or make the wrong move. And I was like, honey, you are going to. You are going to fail. I mean, hopefully. You're going to make mistakes. And that's how you forge an artistic career because it's, not, it's inevitable. But if you're not risking to, to live in that space, oof. I mean, what kind of artist? It's not as fulfilling, I think. No, it's not even an artist's life. It's not real. It's not real. Yeah. Failure. There is no failure. There's just feedback. That's right. Yeah. I was was just talking about this because I'm trying to, I'm thinking about getting back into stand-up because I've taken a break because of everything that's been going on, but Cause I, I just feel like I need new material. I like the stuff that I shared in 2020 early on was so old or whatever, but I'm like fear. I'm afraid. I'm like, Oh God, that means I have to like start over and like test new material and bomb a bunch, which means I need to do it. I have yeah. to, now that I hear that I'm afraid of it, that means I need to lean towards it. Like, you know, yeah. what I mean? like the things that we're afraid of are the things that are most worthwhile. That's right. That's it. I mean, I think that's the soul of the actor, right? And then you do it and it's not just scary. It's also exhilarating and makes you feel alive. And you're like, oh, that's the thing I'm really chasing. I really am trying to sit in that thing. And again, I think the business also just curates sometimes 
Uh, I don't know, I've, I've had this theory lately also teaching for so long, like a lot of the things that actors are asked to do nowadays to me feels less and less about uh, being an actor, right? Like it feels like things are getting dumbed down and are less interesting to me. Everything seems to be a remake of something in a very reductive way. And I was like, if this is what young people think acting is, oh my gosh, this is really, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're in a weird time. We're in a really weird time where everything is everywhere and things are really easy to make and people aren't as patient. And so they're, they're rushing things. And I mean, for me, like, like the silence is sometimes the most powerful thing and there's no silence anywhere online. No, no, that's right. And including oh, shows are like really quick and you're like, yeah. hey, I need to process. And yeah, it's like, I miss those moments back in the day where you're just like, you could hear a pin drop and you just feel everything in your heart because they're just breathing. And it's like, oh, where's that? I know, I know you're, this is a really important point. I talk about a lot, you know, I think like for the actor in the audition, I, I'm always encouraging though, like we have to sit in that stuff, right? Because believe it or not, it is what people want. Now, maybe by the time you get the job and you're on set and they're just moving so fast and those, moments those silences those i don't know these life things get cut out but the actor's job is still to i think explore deeply what that all means and also i think you know man and for me too i also think people don't know more i mean kind of like that william goldman quote but i think it's up to the actor also to show people like people who are running shows or, you know, younger writers or directors that don't, that are maybe good for them. They've just broken through, but maybe they don't really understand that aspect of storytelling. And so I think actors have more power than we give ourselves credit for having. And to walk in the room with that kind of like knowing is really, is a real tangible thing. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, what they're looking for right they're looking for someone who really knows themselves so much so that they can just follow their trust because if you trust right. yourself then the people around you will just trust you but if you walk in with an energy of like i, I don't know i does this work is this a, then they're gonna oh, like, me. Yeah. i can't take this to the execs i need a, someone yeah. who's got it you know so it's like a lot of it's about trust too and energy and you know there's just a lot of a lot of fear going around more than I've ever seen it and witnessed. It's mm. just want to make sure that everyone feels safe and secure. And so lot, not many risks being taken, even like just a lot of like, I, I don't, lots of fear and I'm not, yeah. a, not a fan. I want, I want freedom. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I think when, you know, uh, the, as we saw life prior to the pandemic and also just like, you know, for me again, what's happening with climate. Like, I think when your worldview start, gets turned upside down, of course, like belief systems should change. We're constantly being asked to re-examine these narratives that we've <clears throat> held on to forever, right? But that can be very troubling and very, very scary for people who hold on to something because that's how they exercise control. And again, I think this is all analogous to acting because acting our best space is to be in that uh, an empowerment, not in control. So if you're trying to do it right, you're trying to control it, right? And as soon as you step into, you know what, I don't have to control it. The lines are gonna take me home. The, the, the lines have got the arc, they've got everything that the actor thinks that they have to try to control. The script has already got for them. So the actor just has to play ball in it. Um, it's all like life, right? Like life's got us, but it's very scary to believe it because life is so random and chaotic. Yeah. So it sounds like you're doing amazing and you're a deep soul in addition to doing really freaking funny comedy. And I love that you take the piss out on... <laughs> I think what it, what it was when I first reconnected with you it's like you were making fun of one of those songs that you they use over and over again and I was like if I hear this song one more time I oh, literally yeah. jump out a window <laughs> yeah I did a few of the songs I like did yeah. a remix of the five five tiktok songs that I can't stop hearing oh. because it I continues can't. to play even when the phone's off I still hear it in my head how you like that did, did, did. you know like just back to back like 
Oh my gosh. So or the much. one now, like when the, the owner of the pet bites, like pretends to bite the ear and there's that crunching sound. Uh-huh. I literally feel like I'm going to lose my mind. I like these things really, I, I just got to get off of there. Do you ever so hit the ahead. dot, 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 and then do the mute or not interested so that they stop showing it to you? Oh, great. No, I never even knew there was that. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a dot, dot, dot. And you can literally, okay. on your Explore page, you can go not interested and then it, it'll stop showing oh, you. Thank God. Okay. Yeah, you I got mean, it. I get a lot of, I get a lot of guys without their shirts on, you know what I mean? And like, so, I mean, but then I get these weird other things where I was like, I don't even, I always scroll past that. Why do I keep getting these things? Because it, even if you like it one time or you watch, you it catches But them. I don't like any of them, just watching it. Yeah, uh-huh. even watching it. If the, oh, it God. knows that you watch the whole thing, it, uh, it'll be like, oh, they probably like this. Uh, or that one with the Siri voice, she's commenting on some, I don't know. It's just, it's all just, I can't. It's just really... <laughs> it's a lot of input and not, not as much, we have too much input, not as much output. Uh huh. We're all trying to take in so so much content, and then it's imbalanced with what we're putting out there. And I think we're all dying to put more out there. That's right. Well, I think phone breaks are mandatory. They need to really like. I have a clock on my phone that shuts me out of it. Although sometimes I like circumvent it. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Yeah, of course. But I still. (laughs) Man, let's do our speed round here. It's really easy. If you weren't an actor, what would you be? A therapist. Oh, wow. I get that a lot. They're very, very close. What's one of your favorite films of all time? Or just a favorite film of yours? Titanic. Oh, I love that. As my dad called it, Titania. (laughs) (laughs) That's his accent. What's something you can't do without? Um, Salmon sushi. Oh, wow. Good one. And I've heard that before. Of course, my dog. I'm obsessed with, Aww. I mean, my dog comes first and everything. Aww. What kind of dog is it? He's a Maltese Yorkie Chihuahua. He's going to be too soon. And he's, his name's oh. Russell. Has, has, has he been in any of your videos? Oh, yeah. I'll tell okay, you. I'll have to look. Okay. Okay. He's the uh, Who's your celebrity crush? Can be male or female? Um, Tom Hardy, I guess. But I just heard that I like his look and his uh, authenticity. What did you say? You were going to say, he, I just heard. Someone said that he wasn't, wasn't the nicest and it made me, it oh. deflated me a little bit, but I, I, you know, everyone has their own filter. So it's like, That's you never, right. you want to always get your own experience. That's right. Um, but I also like um, Jason Bateman. And oh, Jason Bateman is, yeah. He's... I could keep going. Jake Gyllenhaal. Got it. Got it. Okay. He's improving. Um, like to watch the where he started and where he's getting to, it's like so exciting over the years. Like he just gets. I think he just keeps better. Going. Better with age. I love it. What What advice would you have for your younger self? Release all self judgment. You're right where you need to be. Beautiful. How'd you describe acting in one in one word? Liberating. What's something you learned from me or being at the school? Keep open. Yeah. We have to stay open, including being open to the stuff that hurts and is uncomfortable and is weird and is challenging. You know, it's not just the good stuff. Yeah. Well, and when the bad stuff happens, that's when we think, oh, we're supposed to now close down. down. That's actually our cue to keep. That's right. Stay open. Yeah, that's right. Beautifully said. What scares you the most? (laughs) I think my parents. (laughs) Why are you laughing? wasn't a joke Anthony not a joke I mean I I should have predicted that you would say something crazy like that I love it oh my god and wait just just a really quick sidebar is your dad like is he still writing is he a a a screenwriter or uh yeah he is he actually I just read one of his screenplays yesterday and and, um yeah he really he says he doesn't love it he says he just does it because it you know he's got to work but a lot of the stuff that I think he really enjoys writing he's yeah yeah he's a very funny guy both of my parents are very funny my mom's more of like the has more of like a stoner humor I don't know if that makes any sense my dad's more yeah. like goofy outward my mom my oh, mom okay. yeah they're both cool yeah okay and are they supportive of you in the business yeah I think they're my biggest fans for yeah. sure they yeah. love it 
I love right. everything. I and have you and your dad ever collaborated on something? Yeah, I mean, other than the film we did, Holiday Breakup, but. Oh, right, you mentioned that earlier, right. That's the main thing. I'm sure we'll do more. That's later. beautiful. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and my last question is, uh, what's your definition of love? That's mm, hard. Holding the space and allowing a person to be exactly where they are. Mm. I don't, I mean, does, that's like what I see as love. I love um, it. Yeah. I just realized that you didn't hear me in the answer that you laughed at. You said your parents. No, I said losing my parents. Oh gosh. Oh, now <laughs> I see. Like, oh, I was like, that is hilarious that he's laughing at this. I can laugh at everything. I'll never get offended. But when I when I kept playing it, I was like, you know what? Maybe the losing part got cut off. Because that wasn't a funny answer. That would be funny. He's like, what's oh. most my parents? That is that's, what, that's then, not what I said. That's so your humor. So, yeah. oh my God, I'm so sorry. But man, no, that really, you know, this is a funny story because it reminds me early on in the, in the texting days with LOL, I used to think LOL meant lots of love. And I had a student once who texted me something like, this is like 10 years ago, was like, oh God, Tony, I'm not gonna make it to class today. My cat just died. And I was like, oh, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever heard from that person ever again. Like, oh my God. Why is he laughing out loud at my cat passing away? I know, and then someone told me like, Tony, that doesn't mean lots of love. So that's kind of what just happened there. That's exactly what just happened. You were like and losing your parents. I was like, LOL. <laughs> I was like, Bob, he's genuinely laughing. That's bizarre. Okay, okay, just You're accept like, him, accept it. You're like, Tony's crazy. I'm never going back to that school. Okay, so yes, that is, a, that. I get it. I totally get it. Oh my God. Let's um, just think in that energy. <laughs> yes, I love that we're ending on a high note though, because that's really yeah. fucking fun. Oh my that's God. life. <laughs> I always like to say, when, when I ask, what is the definition of love? I always like to just say, it's just this moment right now. Oh, I usually get a lot of, oh, this is nice. So man, it was so great to visit with you. This hour went by so fast. It's kind of crazy. Like you're so there and full of so much great stuff. Tell the listeners where they can find you and find your funny stuff or follow you. Yeah. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook at Man and Matthews. Um, I have a podcast as well called Serious But Funny, B-U-T-T. And I have a book called Funny How It Works Out. You can read it. It's on, you know, Amazon, or you can listen to it on Audible. I read it. You can hear my really soft spoken voice. Um, and that's that for now. Thank you that's so awesome. much. Thank it's you for lot. being here. You do have a great ASMR voice, actually. Thank you so much. Yeah. Now, do you ever eat like yeah. crab and like crinkle things? No. <laughs> No, it, it doesn't okay. make me feel that great. I don't get no, the enjoyment other people do. It kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. I know, I know, it freaks me out. Thanks, Manon, for being here. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to In The Moment. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe for more. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice, and hopefully book the fucking job.